0: Good evening, Lake Park, and specifically, mister Bundalow. Um, we are here with the second-to-last podcast of our glorious series we have mustered up this past year.
1: We did muster it.
0: We mustered. For... And um, in today's second-to-last podcast, we are going to be talking about the most pivotal stories from our childhoods and talk about how those have changed. And blossomed into the most pivotal stories of our teen years. And how those are related and literature and literature and...
1: (laughs) More literature.
0: And literature. Because this is AP literature. Yeah. Yeah. Literature. Lit. Lit. Literature. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. Who wants to start? What's like... Let's just, you, want, you guys want to go around or do, does anybody have like one specific story they think they want to talk about?
0: I mean, I know we previously talked about stories that meant a lot to us in our, oh, okay. In <laughs> our group chat. And I previously mentioned Curious George and how yes. important that was to me. Yeah, And if Curious. you were to ask my mother, she would say how upside down by jack johnson from the curious george movie basically raised me Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i wanted to shift that instead of curious george i would like to talk about the immense impact phineas and ferb had on me Mm
2: -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. and from teaching me what an aglet was to a what an aglet it's the
1: what the heck is that shoot
0: (laughs) it's the thing on the the shoelace
1: it's the little plastic part on the end of the shoelace. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god, I just learned something.
0: The A-G-L-E-T aglet, don't forget it.
1: Yeah, it's a swag song.
0: And S-I-M-P, squirrels in my pants. From
1: <laughs>
0: from actually teaching you stuff to just random humor that we were too young to understand as children but now appreciate as young Lancer adults. It's
1: yes, young truly Lancers. magnificent
0: the fact that Phineas and Ferb is able to not only um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tend, t- not tend, but like tend to younger students, not students.
1: <laughs> Audiences?
0: 10 to younger Lancers, but also <laughs> perfect for people coming of age and still uh-huh. being relevant and hilarious.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's why Phineas
0: and Ferb is fantastic.
1: Yeah.
3: I, I also totally taught you agree. to like use your imagination in situations that you didn't think you could use your imagination.
1: Right.
0: Like, I could go build a roller coaster in my backyard if I wanted to.
3: Exactly. For sure. Or a time machine. Or
0: make make ice cream on the moon.
1: It taught kids that anything is possible. Right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of... There's a lot of, like, good shows to look at from our childhoods that were, like, super well written. I think we existed during a really good age of childhood, like, television that Mm -hmm. doesn't exist now. And if you look back to the 70s to 90s, it was pretty bad. Like, yeah.
0: no, they weren't talking funny. To,
1: they were really weird. Yeah. Like, I used to talk to my dad all the time about his shows he watched as a kid and what impacted him the most. And honestly, like, the 70s were full of just a lot of like weird TV shows that just like taught people uh, that escapism is the only real way to escape any bad parts of your life. So, I feel like we got really lucky that we got all these shows that not only taught us things that subconsciously are like really good lessons. And we probably still use it today, but also like just random things that just stick with you. Like how many jokes do we know from SpongeBob that you can just mention to another kid and Holy crap. Why do they also know that that's also one of like one of their favorite episodes. Like, stuff like that, I feel like
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it kind of connects, like, a whole generation of people.
0: And it's also interesting because of how our culture has shifted, like you said, from the 70s to now. Like, it allowed for not only these type of sh- these types of shows and uh, movies and film, but also this new type of literature that's been culturally accepted now that wouldn't have been accepted back then.
1: Yeah. Like, there's a lot more room for especially young people to just, like, know things. Like mm-hmm. there's, like um, we are also lucky enough to grow up during the time period where like it was super duper encouraged to read a bunch. So most kids I know grew up reading entire series in like a week as a kid. <laughs> like, I have like...
3: something to mention with the entire series. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yes. Every yes. single person read that book. I did not. Yeah, I am you proud did not. to say.
0: I am proud to say that.
3: Oh.
2: Why they're so good?
0: No. Yes,
2: you are so good. Greg no. is a sociopath. My <laughs> grandmother,
0: my grandmother Andrea, took me to go see one of those stupid movies. In the movie, I thought it was the dumbest thing. And then, of okay, course, Donnie. Yeah.
4: If you want to talk about dumb, can we talk about the Teletubbies?
2: Okay, that was <laughs> what, really young. What though. is there was that? Kind of some damaging children's entertainment. Like Wait, Caillou, really, really? And the Caillou, Delta Beast is just complete Caillou nonsense, amazing, and then Caillou don't just me, has the worst me. behavior of any what? child I've ever seen on TV. Caillou's throwing tantrums all the time. But you know, really? But that's like, like
1: relatable. Like... Thomas the right, Tank Engine.
2: Thomas the Tank Engine was weird. I didn't really
1: watch that. He show. was morally. I never knew what to do with that. Okay, you guys. He was morally very strong. And also, he was a train.
2: Um, uh, I
0: he was most likely a war criminal.
1: This. I grew up with brothers. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my
0: puny why, why. is Thomas, Thomas the train, train was a war was criminal?
1: A war criminal? <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with anything?
0: I don't know. I didn't like him. He's kind of creepy, and I didn't like <laughs> it.
2: He is very <laughs> creepy. Have you guys ever seen those? Animals? when like his head comes out and it's like on a side yeah. oh my god yes a, the, that is really shell
1: guys should i draw one of those things no no
2: no yes Re- uh, you should not
1: relevant but i'm gonna do I'll that buy,
2: i want one those from you
1: <laughs> okay back to literature <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we have a very um... off topic um like uh going back to like books that impacted us when we were younger i think some really really big players are Things like Ivy mentioned Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And then also I'm gonna say uh Hunger Games and Harry Potter are probably the biggest. Percy Jackson was also another really big one. Like Die these Virgin. Yeah, like these John Green's series books like And yeah,
2: James
0: like- Patterson. James Patterson was also writing all these random
2: books. Yeah, but James, yeah, I, James Patterson sent like really liked- all the books every year.
4: <laughs> I really like the outsiders. Oh yeah. And- that's that another like one, too. Like, book. it's
0: old, but it like it's just such a it's common so thing in all of... Like, it's yeah, common it's like, from, like, back then to now. Like, it's, it's a staple.
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, like, we read it. When did we read it, Donnie? Do you remember? I was, like, like fifth, fifth or sixth
0: grade? grade, yeah. Yeah,
4: I remember reading it, and I was like, damn, this is relatable. Sorry, yeah. excuse my language. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, like, I, I read it the other... Not the other day. Like, a couple months ago, I read it again, and I was like, dang, this is still relatable to this day. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just, like, such a good coming-of-age novel that I think could still be relatable in the future when we're adults. Right. Yeah. For sure.
1: I love stuff like that. I'm trying to think of some, like, good books I read when I was um, pretty young. The one book for me personally that I read an absolute crap ton was I read Alice in Wonderland five times when I was a kid. Don't oh, ask yeah. me why. <laughs> I literally could not read chapter books.
4: Wait, did and you... Then- have you ever read Junie
1: B. Jones? Yeah. I think I did just a little bit. Yes. I could Have not Have you ever get read the books that.
3: with the little fairies on it?
1: Yes. Oh, my God.
3: Wait, I know what you're talking yes. about. I love the fairy The books. different types of fairies. Those are yeah, so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I forgot about this. Remember the Magic yeah.
0: Treehouse? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah.
1: Amazing. Or
0: what, tree what was house. The, one with the mouse? There was uh, like... Tom and <laughs> Barry. No. Oh, my God. Yes. That's another story, there. you're that... talking about.
2: Give like, Bonnie, a mouse a cookie. I know what you're talking about
0: no No, uh,
1: Geronimo Stilton yeah yes
2: that's the one him that oh my god those books
1: were so good I love those books yeah yeah I feel like there's there were a lot of books that that kind of like um were created when we were kids that really pushed that idea of just like weird fantasy worlds Mm -hmm. um but in a way that was like very comforting like you know you wanted to be a part of these fantasy worlds like especially like stuff like Harry Potter or uh, Percy Jackson, like you you felt like you were there. And I feel yeah, like that's it
2: takes it took place like part in the modern world
1: mm-hmm. where
2: you existed, so there's the connection, and then part in the magical fantasy land. It's the perfect combination to hope to get a letter when you're eleven to go to Hogwarts and then it just <laughs> never comes.
1: Okay, <laughs> like, you don't have to bring on, up guys. that part. Are... That stung, Charlie. That's
0: why we have Disney. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that a is that a transition? Do you want to move into talking about Disney, Donny?
0: No. Ooh. Well. Okay. There's always room for Ratatouille. Oh my oh. god. Oh my god, that movie is a cinematic so masterpiece. Whenever that's my comfort movie. Not only does it make me hate the French, it makes me think <laughs> of how dirty Paris is, and how much I just love. Just it's just like the food aspect of it you can't tell me everything in that movie didn't look good. And like, just the fact, like the accents of French people and how stupid it sounds. It's just, it's just the French slander, but it's just such a comforting movie to me. I love it.
1: Yeah. Encompasses all the good things about the world. Rats, food, hating (coughs) the French.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I watch that movie at least seven times a year.
4: That's a little obsessive to be honest. Yeah, yeah but it. we support like it. Think you got a problem?
0: No, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, but those types of movies have like really deep emotional stories intertwined into them too. So besides True. just being great children's movies, they also serve an amazing moral lesson mm-hmm. just beneath the surface. Sometimes not even, like Inside yeah. Out was pretty direct.
0: Inside Out?
2: Or um, is that what that movie's called? No, with the five films? emotions or
0: something. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Inside Out. Oh, I loved yeah. that movie.
1: What bing bong,
0: Bing! I loved. Oh, Coco, Coco too. Coco
1: was so good too. Yeah, I oh, feel like um, made me cry though. Those...
3: Yeah.
0: That's how I was with Inside Out when uh, Bing bong I died. Ever seen that
3: movie. Spoiler! Oh my god, <laughs> <gasps>
0: the movie's like five or six years old by now. If if that, it's more. If.
4: <laughs> oh my but god! I like, forgot about Finding Nemo. That's a. That's an important one. That's
1: important. That's true. That's true. It's also a sad one. I I feel like all those Pixar movies are just like sad. They're (laughs) They're all all ridiculously sad. They're so well done. For no reason.
2: I think for Cars.
1: For Cars. (laughs)
0: That one we could leave out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. First of all, I like Cars. I understand why people don't. But it is so out of place with all these like beautiful movies that Pixar created during like their first few years, because they made their they like their first movie was Toy Story, which is a like a beautiful oh my movie God, don't with, a, even. with an incredible like storyline that had never been done before that way. So all of their storylines are very unique, and then they're just like, what if car, What if Cars? Hear, hear me out. What if car? What if Cars? What if they What if they were alive? Uh, Yeah. And then they ran with
0: it. Yeah, and they decided to have their windshields as the eyes instead of the headlights? Come on. I mean, <laughs> that's just a mistake.
1: Yeah, what was that about? What was that about?
0: But Cars 1 was pretty good. The the rest of them were horrible.
4: Didn't the newest one come out like three years ago or something?
0: Yeah, I can't believe they're yeah. still going on with so? that. I think they should have so, killed it when they were ahead.
1: Killed it? <laughs> killed it. Killed it.
0: Just quit while you're ahead with that one.
1: Yeah, let's kill Lightning McQueen. Let's get rid of him. (laughs) He just, like, his battery
0: died or something.
1: We're sending him to the scrapyard. (laughs) Oh. Oh. You
2: want to kill Lightning McQueen?
0: (laughs) And as we were talking about Pixar, it made me also think of, like, the power they hold not only to create these, I don't know what, 90-minute films, but also these, like, four or five-minute short films, which also are just like fascinating to watch and interesting. And there's just so many that I could name off the top of my head that are just like, like a lot of them are really old, but they're just so cool to watch. Not only because of like the, like the technological aspect that these people were able to create, but also these little stories that they were also able to create with almost the same, if not greater impact, In such a short amount of time.
1: Yeah. And sometimes they don't even like. Use dialogue. Right. It's just music. In a lot of those short films. That they play before their movies. Like one that comes to mind. Is. um, I can't remember what movie this played before. But they had one from. Probably like six or seven years ago now. Called like I Lava You. And it's just about two volcanoes falling in love. And it is. It's such a. The concept is so simple. And it's so silly when you think about it in retrospect but it's very sweet and I think that that's a really good theme that they encompass and it's such a good thing to like show to kids Mm -hmm. and I love that about Pixar it's like one of my favorite things that they do is they they're like kids can understand complex themes and sugarcoating stuff and treating them like they're dumb is not a good way to raise children you have to be able to give them that room to like feel things yeah and to like show them that feeling things is not only like good, but it's normal to do. You know. And it's, I th- no, sorry. go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. Okay, Ivy, are you sure? Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. So, um, I think my the story that I chose was Rugrats specifically oh, yeah. because they have so many different family dynamics in Rugrats, and they show all sorts of different situations, and they make it they gear it towards toddlers, of course, but like me as a 18 year old when i don't feel well i watch like rugrats in paris because oh. it's comforting and it teaches you life lessons even as an adult and like with chucky's whole mom situation that's Ginger. a very deep complex <laughs> that's, that's a very I mean. deep complex thing to go through as a like a toddler like chucky was and they're teaching this to other babies and other toddlers that sometimes life doesn't go your way, but it'll end up the way that you want it to be in the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like the perfect way to put it. And that's like the perfect example for this, honestly. Um, I think we've talked enough about our childhood. I think we should move into what impacted us the most. When we were kind of in middle school, kind of area, so like young teenagers, because well, we I feel like we talked about
2: a, a lot of, lot of like, stuff existed. Stuff. What we talked about a lot, of, like the dystopia stuff. I think that was what a lot of <clears throat> what a lot of our middle school was.
1: For me personally, I read all of that when I was in like fifth grade. For my like elementary school and I think middle school, a lot of us did that in fifth grade, and then I think when I was in middle school what impacted me the most like book wise was I read a bunch of comics and that was like so important to my foundation of what like a good story is and what interesting characters are and what complex characters were was I read like probably hundreds of comics in my three years of middle school.
0: I never got into comics but I feel like when I was little and I don't know if this is common in a lot of younger children but we focused more on fiction and i feel like more towards middle school and like i guess starting in grade school and going more towards middle school i gravitated more towards non-fiction and i loved hearing like stories uh or like stuff that were based off of true stories and i loved learning about like history and like stories from like early 20th century to like I guess the mid 20th century, like I loved learning about like the past United States. What?
1: (laughs) What? I
0: don't know. I loved learning Um, like history and I gravitated more towards nonfiction.
1: Do you have any specific stories that you really liked, Donnie?
0: Hello? This was more towards (laughs) the.
1: (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) I cannot hear anything. Are you guys here? Hello?
0: Ashley, I could hear you.
1: We are here.
0: Answer Uh, Ashley. She
1: she should probably leave and come back and but she can't hear us to tell her that. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: anyways, um I really liked the I read first the book Unbroken Mm -hmm. and then I watched the movie, which honestly a lot of people like to say that movie adaptations are horrible. And not saying that I thought the movie was all too great but I did think it was a good adaptation of the book and if you know anything about Unbroken is about this I think it was an Italian American or maybe he was straight out of Italy and he went to he was in the Olympics for some sort of track and field and then he was enlisted into the army for World War II or something and then he got taken by um, the Japanese and was taken to, like, one of their internment camps. And I don't know. It was just a great story. And it was, like, empowering for, like, what all these obstacles he overcame. And I just thought, I don't know, that was an important story for my middle school years.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Donnie, I, I feel think... like you and I gravitated more towards Jesus in school.
0: <laughs> well, that's also because literally... of our setting. But... Well, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we literally had... How many days a week did we read the Bible? <laughs> Like, Like, verses from the Bible? Yeah, for real. That was our whole middle school, I feel like. And
0: now I'm agnostic. Oh.
1: (laughs) Are you actually? Yeah. Oh, wow. Congrats on coming out. Congrats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, my
2: God.
1: (laughs) It's the Catholic school does to you, kids. No,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah,
1: no.
0: No, yeah, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. Um. (laughs) Same thing. Anybody else have anything to share from, like, middle school that was, like, super important to you? No. I think I have an important one me... for high school, though, if you want to move into that. Uh, can I please talk about comics? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Wait,
2: I think Charlie wanted to say
0: something about middle
1: school. Go on, Charlie. Hi,
2: just real quick. Um, for me, middle school is probably when I stopped reading books for the most part. <laughs> I don't think I've read a book outside of school for a couple of years now, honestly.
0: Well, maybe we shouldn't. I just
2: consumed all of my media through video games. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I and stopped
3: it's... reading books there for a little bit, too, because I felt like we were getting pushed more to read more rather than, yeah. like, us being read to in elementary school where it was fun. We got pushed to read by ourselves, and it just – they weren't really good books either. Yeah, that's so true. It got
1: boring.
0: And I know just... – I can't yes, speak. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Um, I don't know. For me in middle school, I understand exactly what you're saying, Ivy. Like there was a big push to read like a certain kind of book, especially in like late middle school, early high school. It was like you need to read a book that's basically just informational.
3: Mm-hmm. It can
1: be fiction, but it's mostly going to be informational. Yeah. And so for me, like the only books that I've read like a bunch in high school have been, you know, specific topics that interest me. But I have read a bunch of comics and a bunch of graphic novels. Because for me, as somebody who struggled reading when I was really little, that easily became like a comfort thing. And the like, graphic novels that I have, I have probably like 10 or so. And I've probably read each of them close to 20 or 30 times. Because yeah. when I was a kid, wow. I would get bored and I would reread them. And I have the same books and I keep buying more. Because for me, that was the greatest takeaway I had in my developmental years when I was younger was like, that was my, that was like, as someone who likes art, it was also important for me to see the visuals, but I liked reading. I didn't want to like see a TV show all the time. So I think for me, that was like the greatest thing that I took out of it. And I still keep that same kind of emotion and that same kind of idea with me today, you know? Well,
3: reading needs to be fun or else it's torture. You have to that's, like what you're reading. Or right. Else that's it's just horrible.
0: That's what I wanted to get into. I can't speak for uh, Ivy Charlie or Bella, but me and Ashley, there was a point at our middle school prison where <laughs>
1: Jesus
0: we were forced
1: literally Jesus <laughs> where,
0: where Jesus himself forced us to go to the and pick out a book. Oh, within a my. certain time period, and you had to leave with a book.
4: I, I forgot we had to do that,
0: right? And we were oh forced to gosh. read it.
4: Dude, and it's I not never like our library had like a it.
0: plethora of books. It was like, here's this one about Jesus. Here's this one about <laughs> Jesus.
4: Yeah. No, I always got in trouble because I never returned them. I just never <laughs> I just grabbed never one. I was them. like, I'll read
0: the same one for the twentieth time.
4: I feel like you always got like the picture books with like geography. <laughs>
0: Right. I mean that's another thing that impacted me. Almanacs.
4: Almanac. <laughs> <I love laughs> almanacs.
0: I love geography. I would grab an almanac or a Nat Geo thing
4: wait, wait, 10 wait, out of ten wait. times. Donnie, what was that? What was that one big book that every um like guy would get or like check out? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like oh frick. Oh right, like the, the Guinness genius book the... Of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: Guinness Book Guinness of World, World, Records. World
4: Records. That book I would check out multiple times because I didn't want to read any other book. Period.
0: I mean, those were pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, they period.
4: I didn't me, want to read any other book.
1: I read so much Ripley's Believe It or Not. That oh. was like that was yeah, a good one. Too.
0: There was one issue though oh, where yeah, this too. one guy had piercings and tattoos all over himself. That was mm-hmm. like no, that no thanks. Scary.
1: Oh yeah. So you can look at like shrunken heads in the book, but like if there's like piercings and tattoos, no, Jesus would not like that.
0: No, Jesus, oh my gosh. Jesus would <laughs> never Jesus
1: loves shrunken heads though. Like he wouldn't
0: working. allow that in the confined.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Anybody have like anything else about middle school? Or like we go move on to the final part about like now, about what impacts us now.
3: And I believe we're running out of time as today. well.
1: Mm, that's true. Everybody want to, yes. any final words, my friends?
3: No.
4: Nope.
0: I just want to give a quick shout out to The Book Thief. because. Oh my I, God, oh my God. That is the best book of high school that I've read.
3: I'm getting into it. I, that's, that's I want to talk about it so bad.
0: Okay, sorry, go ahead.
3: So this stupid book, I did not oh. want to read it at first because it's thick. No, yeah, <laughs> it's no, a big right. book and I'm like oh another book about World War II as an American that grew up in the 2000s like you know it... in a
0: Chicago <laughs> suburb yeah
3: exactly like oh another one great and then I read it and that was the best book I have ever read in my entire life my Amen. Favorite Amen. Book, I'm snapping
0: right now best Amen. book
3: and that, that book shaped me to want to read again because throughout high school and especially the year that we read the book, feed, there was not that many good books.
0: Was that before <laughs> sophomore year?
3: Yeah, it was before sophomore year, but it was a really bad transition because like um, freshman year we had like the good, like holistic books that every single student in high school reads. And then yeah. sophomore year. We had like, oh, we had the good books, but they weren't very fun.
0: No, they were all depressing,
3: weren't they? Yeah, they were all really sad. Depressing. But like, it adds an element of fiction to it and adds an element of fiction to a real life event so you feel like you are there. It made me feel as though I knew what was going on in World War II more than any textbook i have ever read in my whole life that had taught me more about the war than anything and i think that's what high school books are trying to do for us they're trying to make us feel like we're a part of the real world before we actually enter it so we know what's going on and how to go about it but like the book thief oh my god that book was so good
0: chef's kiss chef's kiss. I read that book cover to cover and then I was like I must have the movie. Where is it? I looked Netflix, Hulu I don't think they're there. They might be there now I found it on on, Amazon. Go on like one, two,
3: three movies and illegally watch it
0: I'm not going to try to get sued right now. I found it on like (laughs) Amazon. I watched that movie. I bought it immediately and watched that through its entirety and cried.
3: Yeah, it's amazing
0: Powerful it was. I love it. I would read it again right that's now. Okay. But my sister it's took it. it's on my so.
3: nightstand right now.
0: My sister took it from me. So
1: thief. Oh. oh, she's a book thief.
0: <gasps> Stop.
1: Don't don't don't.
0: I think we should just end it right there.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the podcast. We're done. <laughs> we actually have like another. We have another few minutes, but well, we're we do at half an hour. I don't know how long are this we? Podcast
0: needs yeah, we are. Oh, dog. Well, we started at like two, so I think we're at like twenty-eight, twenty-seven. We're, Still, we're, we're at more than we're over.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pog. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Good night.
1: Gen streaks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining oh, us. Oh, are we leaving? What's going yeah. on? Here? I don't know. Okay. Right?
3: High school story. I'm ending it here. High school. High school stories are to make us believe that we are a part of a world that we are actually a part of, if that makes any sense.
0: And it's like, from childhood, it's like, we're a little ignorant, and like, yeah. everything is possible, and now we're like, well, no.
3: And then we entered the age of dystopia in middle school, and now we're going into the real world.
0: Yeah, it's more right. realism. Yeah. But, but also... I,
1: think, I think the realism, it's like, um, I don't know how to describe it. I think it gives us more of like, okay, here's real problems. And they can exist in a way that feels almost like fiction. Yeah. Like, you know, real problems can feel that extreme, and they can be that extreme. Like, my favorite book we read this year, hands down, was The Bluest Eye. I loved that book. It was a very good book. As, you know, yeah, a white, plastic, Latina girl that I've (laughs) never experienced a shred. Latina. Latina. I've never experienced a shred of like racism for being darker than other people and reading a book about like that actually portrayed to me this is what racism is actually like we've read so many books about race in mm-hmm. our high school careers and that is the only book I have read that has made me understand even a little bit what it would be like to grow up as a black little girl i yeah. like i could not comprehend it when i was younger and I couldn't comprehend it with any other book, but that one, I was like, it clicked. And it's so beautifully written. And that was one of those books that was like, I didn't have to try to read it. I was genuinely interested in reading it because the story was so fascinating and unique. And like like Ivy was saying, these books that we're, suppo- that we're reading in high school, that's the impact they're supposed to have. They're supposed to be like a learning piece in your life that, like, gives you a real life lesson rather than just, like, words that you just barely absorb. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm done. That's all I got to say. Right.
0: Okay, bark bedtime. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Meow. All <right. laughs> Meow. All right. Meow. Moo. Bye. Whatever. Moo. Bye
0: whatever. <laughs> Move. Bye. 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 Bye.